Hello once again to another grand day out. Yay! So I've got a lot to talk about this time. So time of recording, we are looking at 8.40 Tuesday morning on the 30th of June. So last night, I got round to watching some of the films that were included in the Soho Horror Festival. So you go and film online film festival. Well, how the hell does that work? Well, basically, they'd post a couple of links in a private online group for everybody to watch. The um, the links were online for, I think, I believe they're offline now. But, yeah, they post them in a group and then you'd, you'd click on them and then you'd watch them all as a big group. So they did one, I believe it was last month. This month's one was to tie in with Pride. So there was a lot of LGBT, oh, that's wrong, LGBTQ plus um, films made by LGBT directors and things like that and actors. So the first one I watched... I did a little bit of research into because it came up as After Dark film, but then research said it might also be called Vampire Virus. Not entirely sure. I want them to go with the name After Dark as opposed to Vampire Virus. So, from what I read, the film version that I watched was actually a work in progress print. So basically... They hadn't finished all the VFX shots. They hadn't finished all the music cues and stuff like that. But it, it all looked good, though. I mean, there was a lovely, amazing colour palette on show. There was lots of scarlets, reds, and burgundy reds simulating blood. Because, obviously, it's all about vampires. And it was very, very sexy. I mean, potentially, it's obviously an allegory for being queer because, I mean, there's lots of lines, like there's a cop in the film that says, it's a disgusting way of life, being a vampire and things like that. And it just happens to be that all the vampires are, you know, they're, they're queer, basically. But what I really did like about it is it's got this really awesome 80s vibe going on but it's got modern sensibilities in with it as well which was really quite awesome and i'm talking about the awesome 80s vibe it's got this fantastic soundtrack it's like synth wavy kind of think of the 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 opening tune to stranger things on netflix and that's basically the entire soundtrack it's so so good i'd love to re-watch it once obviously it's finished, but aside from that, I really enjoyed that one. So the other film I watched as part of the Soho Horror Festival Pride Edition is one that was called Killer Unicorn. So stylistically, it's basically a slasher with a killer that happens to be wearing a unicorn mask with hot pants, shiny, spangly hot pants. Um, I mean, for me personally, it didn't really do anything for me. Someone will like it though. I mean, yeah, I think it was just a 
bit too over the top for me. It was really sort of camp and and that sort of thing. And that's fine if you like that kind of thing. But for me, it was a bit too much. So basically, like I say, it's a it's a slash, and it all kind of yeah, it's this killer killing a load of drag queens and stuff like that. Obviously, in in drag and out of drag and stuff like that. And the reason for it is very. I know what you did last summer. It's really obvious. You can kind of tell where they've taken their influences from. And that's fine. However, I've got to say as well, for the Soho uh, Horror Festival, the other thing that they did do is that they put a load, a couple of short films before the main films. So with Killer Unicorn, there was one called Demon. And my words, it was amazing so basically that one was about a psychopathic killer in an alternate dimension so everybody lives in this dimension where people are encouraged to kill each other and so there's cannibals and and stuff like that he's a, he's in a round table meeting and basically he's struggling with his sexuality being that he's gay and he can't and he wants to come out but he can't and things like that it's it's really funny it's got some really heartwarming moments in it. Really good. Definitely worth checking that one out. For sure. Moving on from the So Home Horror Festival. When you're watching TV series now, do you feel like you've got a The Good Place sized gap in your schedule? Luckily, Amazon Prime has got you covered. So... Recently, they've uploaded a series, an Amazon original series, called Upload. So, it's created by Greg Daniels, who you might better know for his work on Parks and Rec, The American Office, King of the Hill, and The Simpsons, and that kind of thing. Um, it's ten episodes, and yeah, it's, it's really great. It's kind of a, without spoiling it too much... Think of it as a technological version of The Good Place. So basically, rather than rather than when you die, you go to The Good Place or The Bad Place. You get uploaded, hence the name of the show. Haha, clever. You get uploaded to, I believe in the show, it's called Life Extension. So you get uploaded to a program that exists online where you can spend out the rest of your days. So the the main character in the show, Nathan, he's played by Robbie Animal. That's right, Stephen Animal's brother, you know, the Green Arrow. Anyway, he gets uploaded into this virtual afterlife after he's he gets killed. Uh, he gets put there by his girlfriend without obviously going into uh, too many spoilers. But while he's there, he can call on what they call angels and they'll obviously come in and help him with assist with any needs and things like that but if if you don't like that that you should it's really really good so maybe the first five episodes are kind of establishing the rules and stuff of the of the series and then from then on you kind of get into the the, the deeper kind of meaning uh you get into it not deeper meaning you get into a deeper... It's called in the mystery. 
I don't want to spoil it too much because you need to go watch it. It's it's really good. So Robbie Amell is actually really surprisingly good. He's he's really charming and likable as well as as Nathan. And then on top of that, Andy Allo, who plays Nathan's angel. I didn't realise until I did a little bit of reading because I tend to do that. She's a uh, she's a guitarist, an actress, and she's actually a singer songwriter as well. And she played with Prince's band, the New Power Generation, and things like that. I was like, wow. I mean, she's quite well known, obviously as well for being in Prince's band. Uh, she's in Pitch Perfect Three. I've never seen any of the Pitch Perfect films, but I'm sure she's great in that. But she's really likable in this and. She does a really, really good job being an angel. So, if you've got the chance, if you've got Amazon Prime and you need a good place substitute, definitely get on upload. It, it's great. Luckily, it's already been renewed for a second series because the first series, obviously ends on a cliffhanger and I did visibly shout what when it finished but then I tend to do that anyway for people who know me watching films and such Matt knows especially <laughs> for watching films and tv series and shouting out far too loud I'm sure he um has great fond memories of seeing not only Avengers Infinity War with me me screaming what at the end of that film along with the rise of skywalker as well earlier in the year he 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 really loved that experience watching that with me <laughs> anyway um yeah check out upload it's it's fantastic good stuff so moving away from tv and film we're going to take a look at some music ooh music okay so as is, seems to be the way at the moment during this uh, C-virus pandemic. Bandcamp, once again, are waiving their fees for the first Friday of for the next three months or so. So recently, an album... I became aware of this album that's called Ferox. And it's by a band called Make Them Die Slowly. Yeah, so it just kept coming up in my feed going, this is the new album by Make Them Die Slowly. I was like, what the hell is this? So it's actually a side project by some of the guys in Ananathrak, which kind of gives you a sense of how it sounds. So it is dark, it is absolutely heavy, will blow your freaking head off. The um, the vocals aren't, they're harsh, don't get me wrong, they are really harsh and they're really heavy, but they're not as heavy as, say, Anal Nathrak, <laughs> because the first time I heard Anal Nathrak, when I heard those screaming vocals come in, I, I was confused, but I thought, hmm, I like this, this is good. So anyway, make them die slowly. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't, picked out the obvious reference let me give you 
a little bit of an explanation. So from what I can tell, is it actually a horror movie kind of side project, like I say, from the guys from Anarnathrak. So I'm just looking at the tracks now. So there is a track called Demoni, which is obviously Demons by Lamboto Bava. You've got The Mutilator, which is obviously a film as well. You've got Eaten Alive, which could be in reference to Eva. You know, the, the Tobey Hooper monster crocodile film, or obviously the alternate name for Cannibal Ferox. And obviously you've got a track called The Final Girl as well, which is probably, for me, the highlight of the album because it's the the vocal hook in that is really catchy. And I think I kind of walked about work after I listened to it, kind of walked about going, The Final Girl, and things like that. It's, it's really catchy. Obviously, it's really soaked in atmosphere and things like that. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth a look. If you're into kind of heavy music like I am, it's definitely worth seeking out. So I ordered a physical copy. It has, actually hasn't come through yet because obviously it's coming from America. I think it's coming from California or somewhere like that. So probably one of the main reasons, I'm not going to lie, probably one of the main reasons why I brought it is because they, it's coming in a limited edition VHS-style artwork. So, yeah. So, I'm looking at it right now. It's been made to look like an old-school, video-nasty VHS box. So, it's kind of got all the stickers on it. It's got an 18-plus symbol in the corner. It's got a, It's got the cost of rental on the side of it. But it looks really, really cool. It even says strong uncut version banned in 31 countries and things like that as well on it. So it's really, it looks really, really cool. So I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on that. I think it's probably going to come in a DVD case, which is fine. But obviously once I get that, I'll obviously put pictures online on the sock med. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah, makes them die slowly with the album Ferox. If you like music that's that's heavy and will rip your your face off, get on it. Don't think you're going to get away without me talking about video games. I'm really sorry, everybody, but you know we're going to um, we're going to speak about video games just for a little while. So last week they unveiled the trailer for Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. It's kind of an ironic title, given that we've been waiting a long time for Crash Bandicoot 4. Well, at least a numbered sequel anyway. So I really love the look of this. They've kind of gone out. They've overhauled on all of the graphics. Made it look really cartoony, bright and colourful. Not only that, it looks like you can now play as not only Coco. It looks like you can play as uh, Cortex again. Again, like you could into Insanity and various other things. Obviously, the big inclusion for this game seems to be the four brand new masks as well. So I'm really looking forward to getting to play with them. On top of that as well, it's a return to the more traditional style Crash Bandicoot 
games as opposed to, which was kind of the worry because obviously we thought they were going to get open world, but turns out they didn't. So, yay! But anyway, I will be buying that when it comes out in October. However, the only thing I'm feeling a bit shaky about at the moment is it is Activision and they are well known for putting in, putting in in-game purchases. So look at Crash Team Racing, they got fantastic reviews when it came out but about a month or two after that they they snuck in and went here have some uh microtransactions that's the words i was looking for microtransactions so i'm a bit worried that they're going to do that with this new one the fact that you can pre-order it right now and get two bonus skins for the game when you can uh play it it's a bit of a yeah, I don't know if they're going to put in the old uh, microtransactions, but again, because it's Activision, I imagine they will. So the other thing I noticed as well is I'm just looking at the PS4 page right now on the PlayStation Store. It says four players. Is that going to be co-op? That could be an interesting take for Crash Bandicoot because I don't believe they've ever done multiplayer before, aside from in, obviously... Crash Team Racing, or if you're old enough to remember Crash Bash on the PlayStation. So we'll we'll see what happens. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on that, and I'm very excited to looking forward to that as well. And obviously, I'm afraid we're going to have to talk about the big elephant in the room now. So for those of you who are more heavily into their video games, The Last of Us Part Two came out. I want to say about a week or possibly a week, two weeks ago, at time of recording. I personally haven't got hands on yet, because my word, it is so bloody expensive. And not only that, I work a lot. I have a full-time job, so I don't really get much precious time to game. And when I do have time off, I am either resting from work or watching films or editing the podcast so I don't really get a lot of time anymore to sort of play video games for fun so to speak but anyway I will be playing it I don't agree however with the fact that that game has been absolutely review bombed by let's face it internet trolls because obviously they don't like the fact that you play as a female lead, and not only that, a female lead who just happens to be queer. I personally have no problem with that. You should be able to love whoever you want to love, and, you know, as long as it's all within the boundaries of the law and it's all consenting, I don't have a problem with that. What I do have the problem with is obviously people not having played the game and deciding that, oh, you know, we can't, can't have that. So... Yeah, I know, obviously, there was leaks about the game a long t- uh, about a month, two months ago, about the game. Unfortunately, I did see one or two of them. I'm hoping that they're not necessarily real, but I know, even if they are real, within the context of the full game, it's going to be great. Because, obviously, looking at the Metacritic score, it's, always, it's on about 96, 97 out of 100. So that must account for something. I know, obviously, sometimes there is uh, a critical opinion and then, you know, audience reception. But again, you have to think that the majority of these 
audience scores have been hijacked by by trolls on the internet. So I think that's going to be pretty much it for this tiny weeny little grand day out episode. Well, at the moment, it's more like a grand day in. One thing I do want to address before we finish, though, is cinema reopenings. So my local Cineworld branch and the rest of them around the country are due to reopen... I think I read today, the 31st of July. Now, I'm excited by it. Don't get me wrong. I haven't been to the cinema since our last little previous minisode, which I think was probably, well, last minisode where I was actually outside, I think was possibly in March. As much as I would love the cinemas to reopen... I'm not going to be rushing back out again so soon after they open as much as I really want to. It's a question of safety. Obviously, because I live at home with my parents, it's probably not a particularly fantastic idea to, you know, go sit in a room for, you know, two, three hours and, you know, potentially, you know, Breathe in recycled air and things like that, you know. And with, and they're, they're not encouraging people to obviously wear masks and things like that. They're saying, obviously, we would like you to, but we can't make you and things like that. So, yeah, unfortunately, I may not be reviewing new films when they come out. Obviously, if the situation regarding the C virus improves, then obviously I will certainly consider it again which probably means that unfortunately you're not going to get any reviews of Tenet or anything when it comes out at the cinema I hope you can forgive me but I'm putting my safety my safety and obviously my my family safety first before you know entertainment and things like that which I I hope you can understand not that I'm entirely sure anyway that many people necessarily listen to these mini-sodes. Having said that, I just want to take a moment right now to say thank you to everybody who has been listening. I've just had a look at the podcast analytics. We are slowly, very slowly, approaching nearly 350 total listens across all of the episodes Thank you so much for coming with me on this weird and wonderful journey. I never thought I would get one listen, let alone nearly 350. So thank you. Um, Upcoming episodes. suppose I should probably try and tease those. Now, due to the lockdown lifting slightly, I had previously run out of video game episodes with the introduction of social bubbles or what I like to call Boris bubbles I've actually been able to get over and see my brother that's right so actually there's going to be some new video game episodes coming up that we recorded we recorded about I want to say five or six in a row and yeah hopefully fingers crossed touch wood provided I pull my finger out and provided I'm not too hungover 
on Saturday, because obviously it is my birthday on Friday, yay, happy birthday to me, um, should get, hopefully, one edited and up ready for Sunday. Along with that as well, I've got a very large pile of Blu-rays and stuff I want to get through for movie episodes as well, so no problems there. The ones I'm struggling with at the moment are trying to find appropriate music episodes. I've got maybe one or two more potentially planned out, but I'm struggling with getting, maybe getting some albums and things like that that I want to do. So if anybody has any ideas, please do get in touch. We're on the social media as at anyone for seconds podcast. And obviously we're on email as well at, uh, anyone for seconds at gmail.com as well. So drop us a line if you've got any ideas, because I want to make this, you know, a nice little community thing, you know, where I do all the hard work and you do the listening and, and you, and we go back and forth between each other, you know, it'd be nice. It'd be good. So with all that in mind, I'm going to say ta-ta for now and enjoy the ending theme again. <laughs>